Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. It's your best friend in the whole wide world, Uncle Silverback, here with you. Today is, let's see, the day that you, well, the day that I'm releasing this, I guess I should say, is going to be Friday the 6th of August, 2021. Let's go ahead, well, let's see, we're, we're continuing our series with Mr. Inbetween, and this is going to be season two. And this is episode six of season two, entitled, Let Me Stop You There. Let's go ahead and do our contact info, and then we'll jump in with the show. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731-206-745-APE1. You've got about 90 seconds there if you want to leave a message. If you would rather record your own audio or send in your own email and have me get that out for you on the show, the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Over at the website, which is thearmedape.com, you'll find all my social media stuff, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. I would ask if you wanted to support the show uh, that you could maybe go over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there. If you wanted to also support the show, maybe feed me some bananas, you can go to the PayPal donation button, and that is, again, at the website. You can just click on there and follow the on-screen prompts. All right, that is about enough of that stuff. Let's go ahead and let's jump in with Season 2, Episode 6, Let Me Stop You There, of Mr. In Between. So in the last episode, we saw that due to Ray's outbreak that... He and Allie's relationship is over. And the, this scene, I'm not sure if we're seeing this, if this is that same night, if this is this a couple of days later, uh, maybe a week has gone by. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, maybe some time has passed. I don't, again, I'm not 100% sure. Anyway, we see Ray. He is brushing his teeth. He's got the medicine cabinet half open, and there is a bunch of Allie's stuff. He goes and... He takes all that, her makeup and her toothbrush and some other things, throws them in the trash in a little uh, plastic trash bucket that he's got. He walks around his house and he takes a picture, a framed picture of her, takes a picture of her. I think it's that they, they go by it so fast, I don't know, but I think he takes a picture of her and Britt and uh, takes all that stuff out to the trash. He is then sitting out on the uh, porch steps, I guess. And he's going through his phone and he's deleting a bunch of the pictures of of he and Allie together. So, you know, we see that 
it's really affecting him. Uh, this isn't just someone that he had kind of a casual thing with. You know, this was someone I think that he really kind of meshed with. But uh, again, for him, sort of when it's over, it's over. He, you know, we don't see scenes of him crying or having, you know, these outbreaks where he's throwing stuff or doing anything like that. He is just kind of, is at this point maybe trying to move on, but he's still in sort of a, I don't know, a period of loss or a period of grieving. The next scene that we cut to, he is at his, uh, I guess, anger management group and people are sharing some things. And then Peter, the, uh, head counselor is like, Hey Ray, you know, what's going on? Is there anything you want to share? And Ray kind of says, Oh, you know, I ended up after a little bit of hesitation. He's like, I ended up beating up my girlfriend's brother over Christmas. And he goes to explain the thing a little bit, but, and it's an interesting scene when you watch it. And we see this a lot with Peter. He kind of cuts Ray off and Ray then doesn't necessarily, Oh, jump in to say, well, here, let me fill in the details of stuff. But uh, again, in, in some ways you could say, well, this guy probably because of the nature of the people that he deals with, he has to sort of cut some stuff off. And so Ray talks a little bit about there's good violence and bad violence and this, that, and the other thing. And the guy's like, well, can you give me one example of good violence? And Ray's like, well, World War II. And they kind of do a little back and forth on that. But And again, Ray is like, you know, sometimes Peter, when Peter asks him about, well, how did violence work out for you in this situation? When Ray says, well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. Because he asked her also, asked Ray also, well, how did she, how does she feel about that? And that's when he says, well, she's not my girlfriend. And then Ray is like, well, you know, sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm not making excuses for what I did and I shouldn't have done what I did. And again, I don't think it's that Ray necessarily regrets he <laughs> handling it the way that he did in, in necessarily in using violence with that, with, with Trent, with the brother, with Allie's brother. But he does have a line where he says, well, you know, just don't use violence in front of your girlfriend or where your girlfriend will find out, that type of thing. So anyway, uh, they they go from there. We cut to a scene where Ray is just kind of sitting there at home alone. He's eating a steak dinner in, or a dinner in front of the TV. And I think it just shows, you know, Ray's just sitting around at home. He's not doing a whole lot of stuff. We cut to Ray at the club. One of the uh, waitress girls is walking by and she sees Ray. She can kind of pick up. He's kind of down and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and she's like, all right. But again, it's, it's, um, we have, we, we see sort of that thing of that Ray, I don't think doesn't do anything where he, oh, what do I want to say? Like takes advantage of the girls or anything there. Uh, he, he's respectful to them. Uh, and I think, you know, so, and again, she's not one of the, I don't think she's one of the dancers. She's just a, a kind of a waitress there. So we cut Ray is back home. He's home alone. He's kind of, you know, oh, what were we going to say? Kind of rambling around the house a little bit. It's, it's at nighttime. You can tell that he is still sort of upset and he's trying to work through a lot of this stuff. He is going through, oh, probably a bit of depression uh, things like that. He's got a lot of sadness. The next major scene that we cut to, Ray is in bed. He gets a call from uh, from Vinny, who is the president of the biker club. And if we were, and if we recall, the vice president of the biker club has put a hit out on Vinny. 
and Vinny is trying to set up a time for he and Ray to catch up. And Ray's like, well, how about uh, how about this weekend? And the guy's like, oh, no. And the president's like, no, I can't. I've, I've got to go out and hang out with my parents out on this farm, out in such and such a place. And Ray's like, okay, well, what about next weekend after that? And the guy's like, yeah, we'll catch up then. So cut to the next scene. Ray is at the dog park with his dog. He sees a lady that is uh, walking her dog or has her dog there, and the dog takes a crap. She kind of leaves it. He kind of hollers at her, like, aren't you going to pick it up? And she's like, well, you can pick it up. And he's like, eh. And then he just... But I don't... I think had maybe he been with Allie, I don't think he would have done that. I think he's... That would have just... They would have just let that stuff go, or they might have made fun of her. But uh, you can see a little bit of his anger coming out, I think. And I think we're shown that scene, again, just to show... This isn't something that probably Ray normally would have done. Um, and in fact, he the the scene ends at the dog park. He goes and he picks up. He actually goes over. You don't see him pick it up, but you see him taking a little baggie out of his pocket and he goes over there. Uh, so then we cut to the next scene where Ray and Freddie are talking about and they're just kind of you know having a back and forth kind of about women and all this other stuff. Freddie says there is uh, a guy basically they're in there and they're waiting on this guy to show up. Uh, and this guy's name is like Simon, Simon Gillespie is the name. And I guess they're like kind of a wealthy mining family. Basically the story rolls out that there is this guy, Simon, who has a mistress and she's trying to maybe blackmail him for two, $3 million, something like that. And so they want Ray to kind of maybe go and talk to her, uh, maybe see if he can't scare her off. Um, or maybe in in uh, worst case scenario or something, maybe they want Ray to possibly kill her. Uh, again, I don't know that Ray is necessarily going to do it. With the meeting, he is he's pretty standoffish with the guy, and basically says, you know, I'll have a think on it. And the guy's like, well, okay. And again, this guy isn't um, the Simon Gillespie isn't necessarily a criminal or. A, you know, what we would call like maybe a tough guy or something like that, or somebody who has dealings in the criminal world. I'm not exactly sure how he knows Freddie, uh, maybe through gambling, stuff like that. I, you know, I, I don't know. So anyway, Ray says that he'll have a think on it. So the next scene we see they're back in the club. The waitress that had spoken to Ray earlier uh, goes over to this table. She gives the guy the drinks and one of them reaches out and slaps her on the butt. And she's like, hey, Ray sees this. And he runs over there and kind of, you know, beats the crap out of like three or four of them or, you know, starts starts to hit three or four of them, beat them up. And we see the guy actually, and if you, you got to be quick with it to notice it, but another bouncer comes up and grabs one of the three guys that's there and they're starting to hustle him out. But that guy is actually Ray's friend from earlier when uh, the, uh, oh, Maddie's dad, I guess. So... Freddie comes up and says, you know, after after they get those guys out, Freddie's like, you know, I know you're going through some stuff right now, but holy, you know, you know, holy crap, kind of tone it down, you know, make sure you're, you're not being so heavy handed. Because I think in that situation, probably Ray would have maybe, maybe they would have just kicked those guys out. I don't think they would have kind of smashed or, or bashed them up if we use the parlance of the Australians. So Ray is outside with uh, his friend and they're talking and the guy's kind of, is kind of jittery and bouncing around a little bit. 
And Ray's like, well, what are you on? And the guy's like, oh, you know, like $34 an hour. And he's like, no, what else are you on? The guy's like, a bit of goey. And he's like, I, so I think maybe he's on maybe methamphetamine. And Ray's telling him, look, you gotta, you gotta get off that stuff. And the guy's like, what are you, the boss of me now? And he's kind of saying it serious, but kind of half joking. And Ray's like, look, you know, I vouch for you to get this job. You got to get off this stuff. Don't make me look bad. And the guy's like, I won't, you know, I'll I'll do it. Okay. You know, don't worry about it. So the next scene, we are in a mall and we're kind of following this lady around. She goes out to get into her car and we notice that she is probably about seven to eight months pregnant. As she gets into her car, Ray comes up and he's like, what's going on with you and Simon? And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, he said you're trying to blackmail him. And she's like, I'm not trying to blackmail. And he's like, well, why is he saying that you're, that you are then? And she's like, well, I, what? And he's like, yeah, he says he, you want $2 million to keep your mouth shut. And she's like, no, I, I, she said, I just want a thousand dollars a month until the baby turns 18. When Ray hears this, it's, it's almost like, you know, when somebody makes like a really dumb excuse or one of your kids makes a dumb excuse and you just kind of like, go, oh, okay, that's it. We're done. And so that's sort of what Ray does. He just, he just walks off. And then the lady kind of goes like, well, what's going on? And, and then, but he's gone. Ray is none too happy about this turn of events. So if we kind of do the math, and I think one of the reasons why Ray is so maybe upset about this, she's asking for a total of basically $216,000. And if we did that, that would be over an 18-year period. So again, she's only asking for like $1,000 a month. And I think we're sort of shown this scene... And we're supposed to maybe take her at this point at her word that that's really all she's wanting. She just wants a little extra help to be able to, you know, that he can sort of do his part. Uh, and I think Ray's a little upset about this because he he understands this guy can easily afford, you know, a, a, a afford that payout. And it's nowhere near, you know, $2 million dollars. Uh, and again, it's not like $2 million, even as a lump sum or something like that, or, or like she's asking for X amount of money per month that would add up to $2 million over 18 years, that type of thing. So with this too, I, you know, because Ray has come up, I, I believe that he has said he's, you know, he's going to accept the job. And what Simon had asked Ray to do was to take care of her. And he didn't really say, you know, what that meant, but it, I, I think what he wants Ray to do is kill her. So I think Ray is trying to sort of figure out what's going on with the situation here. So the next scene, we see that Simon uh, is coming home. Ray is sort of, uh, he parks his car in the garage and then he's going to go, the garage goes into like a big courtyard that goes into Simon's house and Ray is waiting for him. It's in the evening. Ray says, hey, I talked to Fiona, who's the the mistress, and he said, I got her down to $250,000. And you can just go ahead and pay her. And he's like, oh, well, you spoke with her? And he's like, yeah, I spoke with her. And he's like, well, don't, you know, don't worry about the job. I'll, I'll just handle it. Don't worry about that. And he's like, no, I think you should pay the money. He's like, why? And he's like, well, I know because I know that she's pregnant. Meaning I, and I, I thought that maybe initially that he had spoken to them about that. But I think when he was speaking with Freddie and Ray, I think he was just saying that she's crazy and she's going to cause all these problems for his family. So he's like, well, and Ray, so then Ray says, well, you know, you can easily afford that, right? So just go ahead and pay it. And then he, and then Simon's like, well, what happens if I don't? 
And then Ray kind of gets that maniacal smile and chuckles a little bit and says, do you really want to find out? And he's like, just pay the money. And then he walks off. The next scene we see Ray is outside of the nightclub. Kevin, who is one of the biker gang guys, kind of come pops around the corner a little bit. Ray's outside working the door. Ray goes up to talk to him. They go around the corner and Kevin's like, well, what's taking so long with this? And Ray's like, hey, if you're not happy, you guys can have your money back and you can find somebody else to do the job. Kev's like, well, we just want to know what the holdup is where it's not that we're unhappy. And Ray says, well, you know, he's got good security. I know Vinny's going to go up to see his parents at the farm and I'll try and have a go at him this, you know, this weekend. And then Kev's like, just get the job done. And then Ray's kind of looking at him like, oh, okay. Uh, and again, I think it's it's a warning that Ray heeds, but he's not afraid. And if those guys push too far, or if they threaten Ray, I think in that situation, Ray would probably just kill those guys. Or he might tip off Vinny, like, hey, these guys are trying to have you killed. You should, you know, because Ray, again, Ray has no alliance or loyalties to the vice president or to Kevin. And I think the vice president's name is Alex or something like that, so... We see Ray, and uh, this is the next scene. We see Ray, and he is at a supermarket. He's picking up some stuff. As he kind of comes around a corner, he's looking to get some coffee or something off one of the shelves, and Allie actually comes around the corner, and she's got a little basket of stuff. They kind of stop. He looks at her. She looks back at him. She just kind of smiles at him, and then she turns and walks out of the little corridor thing. He stands there for a couple of seconds, and then he starts to walk. Like, And I think... From looking at the expression on his face, he's maybe going to say hello to her or, or something. I don't know. But as he comes around the corner, he sees her little, her little hand basket that she has is just sitting on the, on, the, on, the, on the floor. So she basically just dropped her stuff and left. Again, I think it's just too much raw emotion for her at that point to be able to, to kind of face him at this time. So I don't think really too much time has passed since their breakup. He starts to drive back home, and as he does, he he comes up to a stoplight, and he sees down the down the way, he looks down the road, and he sees the park where they used to go to. And uh, all of a sudden, he whips down and goes into the park. Of course, it's at night, so nobody's there. He parks his car, he gets out, he goes up to the tree where she had carved the little heart with their initials on there, and he pulls an axe out of the back of his car, uh, of the back of his car, out of the trunk. He goes up to the tree. As he goes up to the tree, you see some lightning flashes and you hear some thunder. So again, we're this is going to kind of set the mood of him as as the lightning flashes and the and the thunder peals. He starts hitting the. You see him just start swinging the axe into the tree uh, with a big lightning flash. He hits the tree one last time and the, the axe breaks. He looks at it, it, now it shows you the the, uh, the tree where the heart is, and it's all scarred up and everything. And he turns around, starts walking back, it starts raining, and then he gets into his car, and that's the end. So with that, we sort of see maybe that that's kind of some of his anger is finally kind of coming out and being released. But it's also, you know, the thing of where she doesn't even want to kind of talk to him I think maybe if she had just said, hey, how you doing? And, and, and they could have just, you know, spoke a little bit that I think he might have left the heart there. But because she, I think, is 
and here's the thing. I don't think she's leaving and, and going because she doesn't want to be around him or speak with him or is a, but I think she's afraid that if she starts not that not so it's a couple of things. I think number one, she's afraid that if she starts talking to him, she'll get back together with him because she'll forgive him. And I think that and then the second part is I think she's afraid if she gets back together with him that eventually, because that's what she experienced before, that she will become a punching bag. Now, having said all that stuff, and I don't think I talked about it too much in the last episode I don't think Ray ever would have struck her. I don't think he ever would have done that. I don't think that that is in his nature. Uh, for some of the stuff that we that we're seeing with how he deals with women, I just don't. I don't think that that is something that is in this guy's DNA. And especially, you know, he got put in a different group with the anger management stuff, and they don't really tell you that. They don't say, oh, we're going to put you in this different group, but they do put him in a group where he's with some different guys. So anyway, that is it for episode six of season two of Mr. Inbetween called Let Me Stop You There. And in fact, that's when uh, the, the, uh, there's always somebody that says the title of the episode. And that's when Ray was talking with Simon about you're going to, you know, you're going to go ahead and pay Fiona the money. When the guy was starting to say, well, I think, and he was like, let me stop you there, mate. Just go ahead and, you know, pay the money, that type of thing. So uh, that will do it. The next show that we're going to be doing, which for you guys should come out on Monday, which will be episode seven, which is Watch Out for Snakes. And that, again, is episode seven of season two, Watch Out for Snakes. All right, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers, that is it. Let me give you that contact info. I'd love to hear from you. Area code 206-745-2731 and the email address to send in an email or audio and I'll play it for you on the show is thearmedape at gmail.com all one word thearmedape at gmail.com All right, I will talk to you guys next time.